Okay, Tav, Kuf, Yurchet, that's where we are today. I just have one super quick comment. I know it's out of order for this year, but since we just finished um, Hanukkah, there's one one issue in particular I just want to mention in case... Um, we already did Hochos Hanukkah, but it's coming up in a few months in the cycle. But can you have your... So we know that there's a, the Gemara says, a mitzvah to have your Hanukkah, your menorah, within a tefach of your doorway. So I just want to point out, it's a Dover Pashut, that it does not have to be within one tefach. Mitzvah lechatchila, yes, it should be within one tefach. That's a clear halacha. But Bediyavid, if it's any further, for sure it's 100% okay. And depending on your, same thing with the right side versus the left side, and depending on your situation, it could obviously be Lechadchila, if it's more than a Tefach, if there's no difficulty. Which direction are you saying a Tefach in? A Tefach horizontally. Same thing, there's an Indian between, do it between 3 and 10. If it's more than 10, also, the Gemara just says mitzvah, that's... From outside, away from the doorway. Here. The halacha of the Shulchan Aruch. Yeah, so it could be more than a tefach if necessary. And it's certainly not a problem. It just happens to be, I couldn't find anywhere that discusses the limit. Obviously, it'd be, it'd be okay if it's close and obvious, if you're looking at the doorway, that it's shayach to the doorway. If it's very, if it's relatively very close. But how far can it possibly be that I have not seen, so. Okay, back to our topic. Tav kuf yud chet seif dalad. Seif dalad. Mutar letaltel sulam shal shovach mishovach leshovach. So you're allowed to take these are um, ladders that are meant for not they're not meant for construction. They're meant to go on top of the roofs. These are ladders that belong for a shovach for like a, a bird coat. To take from one to another, you just move it from one to another so you can reach over there. There's no iser, you didn't do it, there's nothing to, you're, you're moving a ladder, there's no muksa issues, there's no, there's no iser whatsoever, and there's no reason to make a xera on it. We're gonna see why it's relevant. I feel a sarabim, even if you're in a rishya sarabim, because we're talking about yom tov. So there's no hutza issues, you're moving it for its sarach, I guess to take down a bird and eat it. Ava sulam shal aliyah, but any ladder that's for outdoor construction, for getting onto the roof, there's an iser darabanan because it might come because people might think you're coming to fix your roof. If you start, you know, carrying it and leaning it against your your house that goes to the roof, a tall ladder that reaches your roof, and so those type of ladders, there's a xera that you might come to. Um, uh, it's there that people will think you're coming to fix your roof, and therefore you can't use it, and therefore it also becomes muksa. Okay, so this is applies. Now, what about big? Um, so indoor ladders or small ladders, that's for sure not a problem. Uh, if it's a ladder, that's a big ladder that's used for the outdoors. So then, um, uh, one second. Uh, how does this go? There is a machlokus regarding a particular size ladder that's for the outside. One second. Um, tall ladders that are also used for the indoors, so there happens to be a machlokus about it. 
And it seems from the Shulchan Aruch it's certainly not a problem, but the Mishnah Bura says, outdoors, using a very a, a tall ladder, so then, lechatchila, one should not use it. Hmm. Only a, a ladder that's indoors, that's for sure going to be okay. But to use a ladder that reaches, um, an, uh, that's outside, so that, he says, lechatchila, one should preferably not use. Okay. Sorry about that. Fine. Let's go to hey. Lahotzi Giraf Shorei Lahzero Dino Kashabas Kach Dino Be Yom Tov. So we're gonna have today a few halachas where basically Shochanar says, look up the same halacha in Hilcha Shabbos and that applies to Yom Tov. So we know if you have something that's normally muksa, but it's just it's putrid, it's in a container, you're allowed to take it out. And that's or empty it and bring it back in. So that would be, just like that's okay for Shabbos, it's okay for Yom Tov. There's a, okay. Special heter to take it out because it's disgusting and it's in a place where you want to be, where you normally are. Okay. Vav. Behema shemeita b'yom tov. erev yom tov. So you have an animal that uh, dies on Yom Tov. So what do you do? If it was... Uh, Erev Yom Tov, you knew it might die, because it was Mesukenet, it was, uh, it was ill, and you knew it might die. So then, when it, so you kinda had a mind, oh, you might use it for your animals if it dies, so then if it dies on Yom Tov, even though it's an Avela, you're not gonna eat it for yourself, you're allowed to give it to your animals to eat, and if it's difficult for your animals to eat it the way it is, you're allowed to cut it up. If the animals would normally eat it just the way it is off the, the carcass, the animal itself, the body, so then you're not allowed to cut it up if they don't need you to cut it up. Because it's extra tircha that you're doing for them that's not necessary. Okay. But if the animal was not uh, in danger, you had no reason to suspect it's going to die on Shabbos. Even though it was sick, you didn't expect it to to die, that was totally unexpected. So then it's still muksa, because you didn't have a mind, and therefore, um, you can't do anything with it. Right? You can't move it and bring it to your animals, you can't cut it up, etc. Okay. Now I'll just point out this halacha, that it's muksa, is according to the machaber, the Shulchan Aruch who uh, has a, is a little bit more strict than the Ramah when it comes to Muksa and Yom Tov. According to the Ramah, Magin Avram points out that it would be Mutter um, even for this animal. Because any animal that's like quasi set aside, the Ramah holds is not Muksa and Yom Tov. Um, Machaber is more strict, the Ramah says. So in this case... Uh, it would still, since now it's uh, it's usable, then it's uh, it's not muksa. Okay. Zayn. Matchilin ba'aremo teven. Okay, so now you have bundles of teven of straw. So you kind of so again, this is also a halacha for the shochanarach, not for the ramad. The ramad's going to be mekel anyway. But here you have. Um, uh, bundles that are basically set aside um, not for fuel. Okay, it's in, and this is on Yom Tov, right? So you're allowed to use fuel. So here it's set aside to be used for later. It's in your storage. 
and uh, what, what maybe for animals to feed them later, and not anytime soon. Okay, so in those cases, it's it's usable, but it's like set aside for. So bales of hay in the loft of the farm silo. Right in this in the right set aside in in the farm silo. So then those you're not allowed to. They're, they're muksa, according to the Shulchan Aruch, according to the Ramah, you can use them. So he continues. However, there are times where even if you just notice it now that it, yeah, let's read imhu tivna saria. If it's tevin that now becomes um, a little bit uh, smelly or it's rotting. And you can't feed it anymore to your animals. It's, even if you break it up, whatever you can do, it's not edible for your animals anymore. That was the whole purpose why you set it aside. Or we eat beikotzim, or it's full of uh, thorns. And again, you can, it's, it has no really it has no use anymore for it, except for fuel. So even if you notice it now, on Yom Tov she'omed. So then you're allowed to use it she'omed lahasaka because memela, even though you put it away for you know, medium, we'll call it medium term, long term storage. Um, so then it becomes uh, automatically, its purpose is now, you see, it has only one purpose for fuel. And you're allowed to use fuel on Yom Tov. So Mimela, even though you didn't know uh, ahead of time, or you didn't like do a special, okay, now I'm making it, originally it wasn't the Yuchad for Otsar for storage, and now all of a sudden, you don't have to now de- re-verbally or even mentally designate, oh, now it's for fuel. Automatic, it's for fuel. So if you had something like that, it's not muksa, and you can actually use it for fuel on Yom Tov. Okay. Okay. Um, if it, right, one of the reason, other reasons of having a code is also, there's two purposes, main purposes. Is it could be, depending, again, depends on the situation, it could be for animal food, or it could have been also be to use to make into a clay, or some kind of a, a bricks, or, I don't know, some kind of building material. But with the code it just makes it non-usable for everything. Okay? Uh, look fine. Let's go on. Chet. Well, Depends on the situation. Okay, it could be or. It has to be where it's no longer, um, it's only usable for fuel. If you put it away for any purpose and it's still good for that purpose, then it's still set aside for that, then according to Shulchan Aruch, that's 100% muksa. Okay, the, the point is, once and now it's only used for hasaka, it's no longer muksa. Now it's, it's for fuel. Chet. Now, if you have walls of a sukkah, it could be any kind of a hut or real sukkah or whatever it is, it's um, any kind of a little quasi-binion or whatever you have, taking apart wood from it, obviously, is a problem. That's a soter, so that you can't do. You can't take a piece of, uh, I don't know, a pergola or whatever you have outside or any kind of a little structure rip off a piece of wood and now use it for for fuel. Okay, so, however, um, if you had a pile of wood or a pile of whatever, you have material right next to your sukkah or right next to your, your, your uh, whatever you have, so then that's okay. Because it's not part of that binion. Even though it's right next to it, it's not part of it. Unless 
you, unless you like made it part of it. You made it thicker and that became part of your wall. So then it's, then it's a problem. So too, if you throw bundles of, of material on top of, on top of your, your pergola or on top of your sukkah. So then, that also, the enum When you threw it up there, it's just, that's just the storage of where you threw your, your extra bundles. So if you have a mind to take it down, to use as fuel, that's not a problem. We don't say there's a there's no, it's not part of the hut, it's not part of the sukkah, no problem. Tet. Now, here you have uh, some kind of a structure, a house, a room, that was sealed on all sides. And you can't get in. There's no way to get in. So this, there's no proper open and closed door. If there'd be a door that you just normally open and close, you can go in there and take the, stu- the food that's in there. But here you have something that, again, this is, uh, it's kind of, basically it's a, you put some fruit that's edible inside like a storage room where you're not planning to eat it for, for Yom Tov or Shabbos. It's just left over there for long-term, medium-term storage. And here he says, let's say an opening opens up. And, um, one second. Oh. Sorry, it's not, but it's not set aside for long-term storage. If it would be set aside for long-term storage, then that would be the case of muksa according to the Shulchan Aruch. Not according to the Ramah. But you have something that's called mukhanim. The perot, they're edible right now, and you're gonna eat them short-term. But right now for Yom Tov, they're in a sealed, sealed room, and there's no way to open it up, except, Something happens and it opens up. I don't know. A missile lands and you get, ends up with a little hole or some kind of really a wind or, or, or a nanju opens it up or an animal opens it up and breaks open a hole. You can't make that hole bigger, but that hole that you have, so he says, No tell me mekom ha-pechat. You can pull it out and take it from that opening. Not a problem. Now, according to the Shachanarach, Ramah, the Magin Avraham, Tazarach, Hashokhan, you see it could be any strong house and it's not a problem. You can, uh, even if it was um, a proper binyan and, and it would be binyan and it would be a problem of binyan or stira, but it happened by itself. So therefore, it's not a problem. There um, happens to be a Machok Rishonim, which is why in the Bir Lacha, the Mishnah Burr says, Lechatchila, it's best to be Machmer. Um, it does seem like a chumrah, but he says best to be machmer unless you really need it. That the only time it's mutter is if it's in a house that's already kacha kacha, ready to be fa- falling, uh, fall apart. It's not a really strong house, and even if you open it up properly, you'll be doing nothing more than something that's only in a darabanan level. So that, but anyway, so that's also, we saw this before. If a non-Jew brings something michutz atchum, and now it brings it to you for himself, not for you. And now it's brought. So anything that happened on a darabana level, um, everybody would agree 100% it's mutter. But uh, even if it's a daraisa level, if it was done for a non-Jew, that seems to be the yekar uh, halacha. Okay. Tav kuf yud tet. Siri dlatot muter lahasu lahasu Now if you have um, some kind of a cabinet and you have these... Um, here, uh, opening up doors. Let's see what it says. Aleph, Misalkim Shrisei Chanuyot. 
you're allowed to remove these wooden bars that are used to lock the doors of the stores. And you're allowed to put them down, these wooden bars that open and close the um, stores. We don't want you to, to lose out on Simchas Yom Tov, so there's no Gzera according to, uh, from opening it. Okay. So I sent out a picture that basically these are large doors, and they could be, um, you can either have the hinges that go into the sockets on the side, or in the middle of the door. Okay, I don't fully understand exactly how they were. I don't, but um, anyways, that picture helps. And depending where the hinges makes it a, a bigger problem of how tight it can be. So the, the halacha is like this: if the, the if the hinges are in the middle, there's no gzera, and we want you to have some chasiyamta, we let you open it. But if there is the hinges from the side. It's Asr Gzera Shema Yitaka. Because in those cases, we're worried that you're going to close it really tight. And therefore, and then it'll be more of an issue of, of, um, of Binyan. And that's what we're afraid of. Okay. The Sheilahim Tzir Minatzad Kol Ikar, but if there's no hinges on the side, I feel of a bias, Mutter Lahaxer, no problem to open and Close. Is doors, not windows. Uh, I don't think it matters. Doors or windows, I think it's the same thing. Shutters. Metal shutters. shutters, huh? Metal shuttles? Shutters. shutters. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a big door. Okay. Um, fine. Base. Kalim Shehem Kegon Menorah so items that come in pieces, they come apart in pieces and you put them back together again to make them useful. Uh, so all these things, so it says, Ma'amidin otam b'yom tov, you're allowed to uh, build them, on, put them together on yom tov, itka. And that's that you don't stick them together very tightly. So then the issue, so the issue is binyan and stira by kalim. So, so there's a concept of we don't say binyan and stira bekelim, so it depends. If it's something that you're really building from scratch and you're making a proper kli, so that, yes, we do hold there's a nisa deraisa, binyan bekelim bekli, but in certain cases we say it's only uh, an issue derabanan, like you're just putting together pieces and you're just, uh, you're melting them or gluing them together. It depends on what the case is and how... Uh, and, and, and how uh, how the kelim are being built. But the point is here, if it's just pieces that you put together and it's meant to do that, so there's no, there's no, there's no iser. Okay. Um, here, a case that the Mishnah Bura, uh, brings up, which is related to a previous halacha, if, someone, if a non-Jew brings you a delivery, even outside the tchum, you get a package or you get a mail, can you open it up? So he's, so it seems to be that many poskim, and based on this, if it's going to give you simchas yom tov, you're allowed to open it up. If you're just doing kilko, if you're just destroying your letter, destroying the package that it's in, 
if you're going to be opening something up and you're going to end up with a usable box, so that might be Asr. But, uh, leave that as a question. But if you're just destroying a package on the outside when you open it up, so then many, many, if not most, say you're allowed to open it up if it's Simchas Yom Tov. Okay, Gimel. Lahatir ulahavkia vilachto chotamot shebekelim vishebekarka ulashaber potchot. Yeah, that, I don't know. The Mishnah Bura was on the last one, but it's more seems to be more attached to Gimel. To open and to um, to cut open and to remove seals of kelim and um, uh, breaking things. All these items are dinam b'shavus kach dinam b'yomtov. So if you look up. Shin Yudalit or other uh, other places in the Shulchan Arach where these things are discussed. So generally speaking, whatever applies over there applies equally to uh, to Yom Tov. Dalit. Um, okay. For opening, um, not. Sh- I don't think there's a. Not familiar there being a difference for Ochel Nefesh. Dalid. Liktom. Kash. O Kesam. O Tevin. O Atze. Besamim. Dinan. Biyom Tov. Kedinan. Beshavas. So too, you want to take some straw or a piece of wood. So if it's from Machal. So the same halacha by Shabbos applies to Yom Tov. It's like if you want to take it from uh, animal food, it's okay. But if you want to take it from the ground, that's Muksa, that's not okay. Um, okay. Okay. Hey. Ktamim shosim anashim vabate zorotem vate shokem asrul asotam biyomtov mishum tikun mana. So certain types of folds and creases that were done, um, assuming more on a, not just folding up or rolling up your sleeves, but doing something more, a little more permanent to your kalim, uh, to your clothing, or, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure, but some kind of folds by your, uh, the ends of your sleeves or your socks or whatever it is. In those days it used to be Asr. Asur la sotan biyomtov mishum tikun mana. Is it tikun mana? Mishnah Bura says making some kind of a, a wood, making a wooden stick in your collar. I think it means by itself, you have a mold. Some kind of a shaving thing that they lock it. Locking a hat, locking the collar. So doing something significant to molding your clothing. Exactly how far you take, I don't know. I don't think it's an issue. As far as I know, some people have studs just to pop them in your collar. I don't think you're doing much. Collar stays, there you go. I don't think that's an issue. Okay, so how much is this for sure? Not an issue. Alright. Okay, fine. Tav kuf chaf. Lechaber habayit. Sweeping your house. So all if the same thing. Lechaber habayit kedino keshavas. Cleaning your house, the floors, is the same thing. Keshavas kach dino. Sweeping, sweeping. What did I say? Okay. Uh, whatever applies to Shabbos applies to uh, folding in half which of napkins for sure is not an issue. To make fancy, I don't know, to make a little uh, birds and out of, I don't know. Um, airplanes. airplanes, I don't know. Same thing by Shabbos applies to Yom Tov. And, um, so just in short, if you want to sweep your house, if it's, uh, Ritsuf, if there's floors, tile floors, 
stone floors, those are for sure not an issue, but to do sponja would be a problem. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll, maybe we'll just stop right over here. And here. Is it a problem because 